Hey guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce an episode of NMS 60. And NMS 60 is a show that we used to edit together um, after the live New Music Saturday show um, and before we used to put the show up on different podcast apps. We used to edit together one hour, the best of or best bits uh, show from that weekend and we used to give it to a whole range of um, internet and FM radio stations across the world um, and they used to play at different times throughout the week <clears throat> they scheduled it in uh, played the show and you got kind of a best bits so and then you could go back and catch up uh, if you wanted to hear the show in full on our website and things like that um, we decided to put all the nms 60 episodes up on uh, these podcast channels just to you know for historical reference and for you guys to hear them we really hope you enjoy them um, for all the latest episodes flip up to the front and we'll, we'll keep uploading them every week head over to newmusicsaturday.com as well and you can find links to our youtube channel some great bonus content uh, including some bonus episodes on spotify and other places um and and just links to our socials and stuff like that you can sign up to the mailing list as well and we'll send you uh roughly a weekly email that kind of says this is this is the show this week and this is what we've been up to and stuff like that so thank you so much for your support really hope you enjoy nms 60 and do check out the full shows as well cheers guys Right on, and we are live and late as pretty usual, and that's my fault. I'll take uh, responsibility for that one, but it would be an MS if we were running a little bit behind, because it always happens. <laughs> so, I'm um, here today, obviously, uh, with my co-host and good friend, Mike, from One in Five. What's going on, Mike? Hey, dude. I'm very well. Yeah, I've had a, a cracking week. I've uh, played a really good gig, seen some good bands, seen another really good gig, and, and seen some good bands, and uh, unfortunately, the week was punctuated with some sad news about Chris Cornell in the middle, but... Overall, it's been pretty good. We've got loads to talk about. Um, and actually, at both of those gigs was our special guest tonight as well. So I've seen Ivan loads as well. <laughs> and, and welcome, Ivan Roberts, who uh, does a riff off uh, a music networking page. Welcome, Ivan. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for having me along. <laughs> oh, anytime. So for, first off, I mean, it, it's such a good idea um, because the, the, the music uh, uh, community is so big and so vast. I mean, it was a good idea to start that kind of going. I mean, what was... Uh, what was your initial thought be, be, behind saying, you know what, I'm going to do this up so we can get more and more people into this and, and, and kind of spread the word around? Yeah, I mean, it just it was a continuation or a, a, a diversion, really, from my promoting. I mean, I guess, I mean, I started out as a, as a promoter and um, decided um, to go mid, middle of last year to change direction. And there just always seemed to be someone on social media saying, do you know anyone, anyone who does this? Do you know anyone who does that? And I just thought that just it would be a good thing to try and put these people together, just to link them up. Um, so, as I say, we... Uh, between us, Mike and myself started the uh, the Facebook group, which is uh, absolutely thriving, and we double that up with the um, with the live events that we put on as well. So it's uh, as I say, it's, it just seems to be a really really good tool for uh, for bringing people together, you know, which is what we what the aim was at the start, yeah, what we set out to do. Well, personally, I think it's a great. I mean, I I love it because I mean it gives uh, Mike and I both a chance to talk about the show kind of on Saturday, but also gives the people who are part of the group and that sort of thing to see 
what bands are coming on and what new bands they may be able to listen to they haven't heard yet. And it's such a good idea. And it also, like you said, it connects so many people uh, pretty decently around as far as gig go. And even something uh, from the technical side, like like engineers or photographers, you name it. I mean, that's a fantastic idea. And I'm, I'm loving it because I'm picking new bands myself. And uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, I mean, there's not much more you can say about the uh, about the Facebook page, but it was a great idea. I think what fascinates me about the whole thing is the engagement. So, you know, for for people listening that don't really know exactly what it is, it's kind of Rifthaf basically has as two kind of main faces, I suppose, doesn't it? It's got um, live networking nights where if you're in a band, or as Bonesy said, if you're a photographer or a videographer or a person who runs a studio or a venue or a promoter or whatever, you can come along and literally meet other people that are in that world and expand your own personal network and find connections that are close to you. And then the online side is, 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 is kind of a continuation. It almost keeps the movement going. But I think what's fascinating for me is that the interactivity, you see hundreds of Facebook groups and they each have different, slightly different purposes and different things and most of the ones I'm involved with in music, but this one has a real um, engagement factor. So, I mean, I guess my question for you is, you know, how did you, did, did you imagine that it would go as well as it's going at the moment, I mean, you know, having all these kind of connections and, and everything else, or was it just, you know, was this the plan or was it kind of, it's... It's, it's gone. gone it's got. It's gone way beyond what I what I thought it would. To be honest, I mean, I think we got. I think we hit a thousand members in what about three or four months, something like that, wasn't it? And um, and so say just about coming up to seventeen hundred now in nine nine months or so. I mean, it's it's and to get. I mean, you know, you were at the last of it. You know, to get the amount of people we had at the um at the last Brighton one where we had probably about a hundred people there was. You know, it's it's gone way already gone way above and beyond what I expected it to, and it's just continuing to grow. So it's uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> Well, I definitely later, I, I don't know about you, Bates, but I definitely will kind of ask a bit more about the events and um, some of the stuff that's coming up in future plans or whatever. But um, I was going to say, do you want to play the first track? Or yeah. Have you got the the first track we're going to get to tonight is a band called St. Apache. And Ivan, this is one of your submissions. And uh, funny enough, I was talking with them on Twitter later on. And they sent me a whole bunch more songs for them over the next uh, few weeks. So a uh, big thank you to St. Apache for that. So, um,. The song is called "The Story Doesn't Stop, Doesn't End Here," and uh, Ivan, like, what was your? Uh, I mean, I know you, you kind of give like a, a set amount of songs. Uh, what was the reasoning behind some of the picks you made? Oh, um, <laughs> of you, all, <laughs> every one of them has got some sort of connection with with Rift Taff, um, so that's that's the one. And obviously, uh, you know, it's all. Um, stuff that I absolutely love and it's a real real mixed bag tonight as I say I've tried to vary it as much as I can so we've got as I say St. Apache and one other band which is very much of the hard rock um, then we've got a singer songwriter and a, a guitar, uh, solo guitarist in, uh, instrumental so it's a real real mixed bag I've tried to mix it up as much as I can and um, as I say um, St. Apache are, are very much of the the hard rock um, they're from Eastbourne um, and uh, yeah, as I say, I hope you enjoy them. Right, well, let's kick it off here with the story doesn't end here. St. Apache, dig this. So shout out the sirens and ring out the bells. For tonight, we're trying-
Right on, Saint Apache with a story doesn't end here. And what a heavy tune that was. And that was really cool because, you know, it was like a, a mix of some old, old like 90s alternative, like vocally and, and some of the, some of the, the progression and some, and some of the riffs, but also kind of like uh, mixed in with that. I almost, almost want to say some, uh, some uh, um, Black Crows in there as well. I mean, it was a really cool tune. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. That had a whole uh, 90s thing. For me, it had a massive Rage Against the Machine thing going on, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I love the the way that the bass and the guitar just work so well together and kind of, I, I don't know, I'm not because you know very technical, but I don't know if it's a, uh, an octave or a harmony or whatever it is, but there's bits where they sync up so nicely and that big smashing drum sound is awesome. And the guy's got a great voice as well. So yeah, that's a that's a fantastic way to start the show. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan? Yeah, yeah so, so I think uh, we go straight in and blow the cobwebs away straight away. So uh, yeah, as you say, um, a lot of um, 90s hard rock influences there. Um, yeah, I mean, to say, they, the, the irony is that they come from a little sleepy seaside town called Eastbourne, which is famous for having um, lots and lots of old age pensioners. So oh. um, I would think that um, that they sort of um, wake the town up uh, quite a bit with uh, with their sound. <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> they would definitely wake a few people up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it's almost like saying like a, a, a heavy bang like that coming out of like St. Petersburg, Florida. Which is like a retirement town and a half, or or or, or, or it was a book or a town, right? It's like I, I couldn't imagine that a, a bunch a bunch of geriatrics and, and beyond beyond pensioners like listening to this stuff, like. <laughs> it's exactly that, man. It's it's uh, Eastbourne is is blue hair and uh, huh? you know hunched over old ladies walking down on the seaside, and uh, I can imagine these guys would just um, blow their false teeth out. To be honest. With so next up, what's what's the next few Riptap events that are coming up? I in September, I'm doing this uh, charity event for the uh, retired Greyhound Trust. So uh, we've got three. I'm dipping my toe back into promoting water, which I said I wouldn't do, but uh, as it's for such a good cause, I, uh, I've uh, yeah, I'm t taking that on. So we're doing three three gigs over three different venues on a uh, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, 22nd, 23rd, 24th of September. So we've got about 30, well, 31, 32 um, solo performers and bands playing over the three venues. So we have to raise as much money and awareness as we can for the, uh, as I say, the retired Greyhound Trust. So uh, there we go. With, with these gatherings, I mean, you've pretty much summed it up. But what's what's the end goal? What's the what's the what what do you want to accomplish by setting these things up? Oh, just literally, um, as I say, linking as many people um, together, as I say, to um, form, well, as I say, anything from collaborations to as I say, working relationships um, to, well, as I say, friendships as well. I mean, you know, it'd be fantastic if, you know, as I say, people enter the room as strangers and, and leave as, you know, as long-term friends. I mean, you know, just purely because of the common goal of... Um, yeah, loving music. So um, yeah, as I say, um, that's really, really what it's all about. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's not, uh, it's not, not rocket science, but it's right. just you know, it seems to. But no, it's, it's very, it's very rewarding, certainly from Mike and mine's um, angle. And uh, as I say, it's, it's quite, it's great to just literally stand back and see people just wandering around and chatting who, who you know didn't know each other, you know, when when they actually turned up. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the, the the fascinating thing about it is it's it's clearly a gap uh, 
yeah, so in, especially in the area of kind of the, the unsigned or grassroots or underground or whatever you want to call it kind of scene, um, and I don't know what it's like globally, but certainly in the UK, you know, having played in bands for 16 odd years now, um, th- there's always been a gap in terms of people talking to each other. It's almost, I mean, I remember 10 years ago, bands were so competitive with each other, they wouldn't talk to each other during sound checks or whatever. They almost had this fear that, you know, each other's, they, they, you know, someone would steal your fans as if everyone sort of sits at home and only has one CD and listens to one band or something. I, I never really got the logic, and we were always kind of uh, not ostracised, but people did think we we're a bit weird because we used to talk to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a very, um, you know, one of the things that you always say at the beginning is it's quite un-British to go and introduce yourself to a stranger, but that's kind of the whole point of these things, right? So you kind of just have to get over and do it. But I think it, what's what the numbers recently in terms of the both the, the online and, and the actual um, live networking nights to show is there's a real gap in the market for people to meet and talk to each other and learn from each other and have that kind of peer-to-peer um, learning and networking process that ultimately is good for everyone and accelerates everyone. And, you know, the more you, you talk to people and learn from them and also you know, help them, uh, the more it helps you. And I just think it's... Um, what what's really come uh, to light since since he started doing the Rifthaf events is how desperately people actually need and want that, and I think that's the fascinating thing. For yeah, yeah, as I say, exactly the same. As I say, it's um, it, it's fantastic to just sort of as I say at times just sort of stand back and watch what's going on and um, taking it all in. And uh, that, as I say, it's uh, oh, as I said earlier, I, I can't believe that it's got to the level it is, and it, it looks like going above and beyond, you know, um, so that's no, great. Right on. Well, we're going to get to uh, another one of your submissions. The next one up is a band called Static Alice with Warriors. What's the what's the story behind this one, Ivan? Oh, right. Oh, this is um, oh, quite a long story, really. I actually, <laughs> I, came, I came across Static Alice via a um, sampler CD. I bought a T-shirt and Static Alice were on this, um, this compilation CD and, uh, I, I like quite a few tracks on it, but th- that for them, um, it's a well, track off their first album called King Kong, and it was I absolutely loved it. Uh, got talking to them, actually ended up um, assisting them with a mini first ever tour of the UK mainland. Cause I actually live in Guernsey in the middle of the English Channel, um, a little uh, 24 square mile rock in the English Channel. So um, as I say, I, uh, I helped them come over and do their first little UK tour. Um, stayed, stayed friends with them ever since. Uh, and they're doing their EP launch tonight for their uh, new EP called Warrior. Uh, and the track we're going to be playing is Warriors, um, just an S on the end of it. Um, and uh, yeah, as I say, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, title, the title track, but not quite the title track, because it's one letter different. But uh, yeah, as I say, they're, um, as I say, they've become very good friends of mine, and um, I just love what they do. Okay. Here we go with Aesthetic Alice and Warriors. Dig this. <laughs>
with Warriors. Now, that was another heavy tune and uh, always, always a good way to kind of kick off the first few songs in the show. And, man, that, that was solid. Uh, the, the vocals were really decent. I liked them, like, a little, a little different uh, than what I'm used to, but really cool. Like, I love the flow of it. Uh, good tune. I think they're a fantastic band, actually, and I, I, didn't, I had no idea they were sitting there all on their own in Guernsey. I feel bad for them, almost. I feel like they should be... <laughs>
Hopefully in Brighton and recognises that, then uh, that might bring back some memories. For the rest of you that probably aren't uh, listening globally, uh, it's just a fantastic, alternative, hard-hitting, rocky tune uh, that kind of smashes you in the face a bit and really lines up nicely with uh, Satan and Patchy that we played earlier. So fantastic choice, Ivan. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah, um, I've had quite a lot of conversations, as you can imagine, with, with the Static Alice. Um, about their um, style of music and they said that no one can ever really pigeonhole what they do because you, you can listen to three or four of their songs and they, they vary so much. They've been called um, a faster version of pop punk, um, pop rock, alternative rock. Um, I, I, I said to, them, to me, they're just a, a downright good rock band. And that's, that's just, um, you know, that's what they are. And um, yeah, I say, um, ironic that they're called Static Alice because... Um, Dominique, the lead singer, um, is anything but static. She is very, very animated. Um, is normally out in the crowd, um, as I say. Um, oh, unbelievable. As I say, they've got a real... Um, they really put on a fantastic live show as, re- as well as being a, a really, really good band. But as I say... Um, you're right, it would be great to get them over more often, but obviously they've all got full-time jobs over there. They all work for four different places and, and getting the time off work all at the same time. And and obviously um, the financial side of actually, you know, as I say, getting over and uh, doing the tour is a factor as well. But I think they're, I think they're potentially looking at getting over here again early early next year um, from, what, from what I can gather. Pretty much exactly what they said. So uh, thank you, Ivan, for that. So let's uh, rock out with our tune here. This is Dan Cox and the Blackbirds. The song's called Stranger. Dig this. Dirty pops are places you don't frequent. You only run around the posh places in town. A night spent in a halogen lit bar. It's not my idea of a love, but you do it weekly. Oh, no surprise.
Cox and the Blackbirds with Stranger. Now, this one uh, reminded me actually a lot of the Strokes, to be honest with you. It was, it was a good, solid tune, but that was the kind of the, the, the influence I picked up from it. I mean, like, really cool, though, like, kind of like, like indie, you know, early to late 70s with a little bit of 60s in there, a little bit of 90s influence. Like, it was really cool. I dug the song. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. The, the more I listen to them, the more I sort of pick up on... Because you're right, the, some of the vocal delivery and the backing vocals has got, a, got almost like a 60s rock pop thing going on. Um, and then, yeah, there's a little bit of um, that kind of... Uh, what do we call it the other week? Uh, naughty. No, not naughty. Early it, noughties. Naughty 90s. Yeah, naughty 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah naughty 90s. There's, um, there's a bit of that uh, going on and kind of everything in between. And yeah, They're quite young banders as well, aren't they? I've nothing to them. Yeah, I think they're very young, um, late teens, early 20s. Um, yeah, um, they are young, um, as I say. Um, I mean, they, they, I mean, their influences, they, they cite as, um, oh, it's quite varied, really. Arctic Monkeys, Joy Division, Blur, The Smiths. Um, but, so they're very, very wide taste. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, as I say, I, I, I pick up on the strokes thing as well. So uh, yeah, as I say, it's... Uh, as I was saying to you off air, Mike, it's, it's uh, probably a little bit different to most of the stuff that I actually, I would listen to, but um, I think it's got a really, really, really nice tune to it, and uh, I really like it. Right on. Well, I agree. What we're going to do, uh, Ivan, is we're going to get uh, through uh, the songs you submitted and uh, keep you on to do some commenting with us. So the next one you picked uh, they sent us was a band, it is a band called Icarus Falls, uh, with the songs called Venom. So want to give us a little background on that one? Um, I met um, I met Chris Falls for the very first time at our last um, Brighton networking evening, and um, the plan was that we were going to play a bit, little bit of uh, background music while people were doing their uh, mix and mingling. And um, unfortunately, due to technical issues, it never actually happened. So I've got a whole list of tracks um, <laughs> that, that actually uh, sitting on my sitting in my um, Windows Media Player at the moment, but yeah, this is a track that was submitted for that, uh, and I absolutely loved it. Um, very much of the ilk of possibly the first two bands, it's got a, a hard rocking edge to it, and um, yeah, I went and had a chat with the guys, and um, I, I'm going to try and do what I can using um, Riff Tats, uh, well, what should we say, influences to try and help them progress further, really, as I say. Um, I love what they do, and uh, I hope you like it too. Right on, so here we go with Icarus Falls and Venom, dig this.
This is a mistake that I'm happy to make. So turn the lights out so I'm blind and I can see. Icarus Falls with Venom and Borderline Metal. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I, I would say uh, pretty much all metal there, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, it, it was a definitely a heavy rocking tune and had all elements slash aspects of a metal tune. Like, I mean, but yeah, if you, want, you classify the way, yourself as the way you like to self-identify, that's totally cool. But either way, it was a rocking tune. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I kind of get the borderline metal thing because it's kind of uh, it, it, it's more hard rocky to me. I wish there was a blues element because then they could be this, the world's second ever hard rock blues band alongside us. <laughs> um, but there's not really. It's, it's much more hard rock metal or heavy rock or whatever. Um, but you know, as, as I as I tried to word in 140 characters, um, uh, borderline metal. It's borderline fucking awesome, or just fucking awesome, basically. So, um, fuck it. It's music you can swear to. It's, it's like um, you remember that band was we played last week. Where we, we we almost you know couldn't help. Uh, we we almost you know got banned from several places, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, depending on the time zone. But no, it's it's proper quality, and I can see where you like it. Now I know I've known you for a reasonable amount of time now, Ivan, and I know um, that this is exactly your kind of music. <laughs> Imagine when you heard this, you you wept a little bit. Just uh, <laughs> it was. Is that is that fairly accurate? That that's not too far away <laughs> from it. So, yeah, I mean, as you know, I mean, it's like I'm, I very much grew up listening to um, the, the likes of Iron Maiden, ACDC, and old old school metal. And um, yeah, when when this one got submitted, and I was going through the the tracks that uh, were submitted for this uh, this background music that never happened. Um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, this was the one that I thought. Oh, this really, really, really is my cup of tea. And um, yeah, as I say, I had a chat with them at the at the event. I said, sir, why do you call yourself a rock and roll band? You're a metal band. And they said, uh, no, we're a borderline metal band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as, as I was saying, um, if um, if Lemmy uh, was calling Motorhead a rock and roll band, if he thinks <laughs> guys want to call themselves a rock and roll band, they're in very good company. I mean, <laughs> you can't argue with Lemmy, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I wouldn't. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, for people that haven't been to the events, like you kind of mentioned the sort of um, meet and mingle bit and stuff, but do you want to just uh, tell people what would happen if they were to come to the London event on the 7th of June, I want to say. <laughs> uh, is that right? Yeah, on the 7th of June, if they wanted to go there, what, 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 what would they expect? Well, so what we do, uh, we basically split the evening into two. So we start off with uh, introductions. We have a microphone um, set up that people can, can, obviously it's not compulsory. They don't have to if people aren't comfortable on the mic, but we offer them the chance to come up and do a little introduction. Um, We ask for three pieces of information, really. Um, One, who they are. 
Number two, what they do. <laughs> yep. Number two, what they do. And number three, the type of people that they would like to meet um, that would um, that would help them further what they do, basically. So we normally keep it to about a minute, because especially when you get the sort of numbers we had at the last one. So um, as I say, and so we invite anyone up who wants to do that. Um, people can obviously make notes of, um, as I say, we encourage people to bring sort of pen and notepad, and we provide that as well if they don't. Um, and then. Um, once everybody's come up that's wanted to do that, we go into, say, mix and mingle, where everyone just literally wanders around, and uh, someone once described it as a, a musical version of speed dating. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, which is, which, which is not, not too dissimilar to, uh, to what it is, really. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't do the old uh, name, name stickers and that, but apart from that, it's, it's not dis- too dissimilar, you know. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how, as I say, um, I just do a little intro at the beginning and so say we invite everybody up and then we do mix and mingle. So that's uh, um, pretty much the crux of it, really. I love that. And, uh, and that, so the London ones, oh, sorry, the Brighton ones, so from memory, there was about 350 people who either said they were going or interested on the Facebook event. And of those, um, pretty much everyone who said they were going went and pretty much everyone who said they were interested didn't. So it's kind of 100 just yeah. over 100 probably um, yeah, 100, like 101 um, actually said they were going to come and it wouldn't have been too too far out from that about right yeah yeah, yeah. um and and, and I, I i actually turned up a little bit late because i was uh um, halfway up the countryside a few. you were <laughs> yes. and i uh, turned up and was just like what is going on in here this is insane um but i've noticed on the london event so um it's got uh, it's hit twelve thousand people have seen the event uh, 71 are going and almost 300 are interested so bearing in mind it's not for a few weeks the expectation has got to be that that's going to be the biggest one yet based on that so far um, and what with London being a bigger city I can only imagine that you're pretty happy about that <laughs> yeah I think you know and as I've made no secret of the fact that the last couple of London ones we've done have been very very disappointing um, so um, yeah um, to see you know, as I say, at the moment, I, I, I do tend to think that the interested generally aren't going to come. So I, I work largely on the, the confirmed figure is going to be fairly accurate. That seems to have been the case in most of them. So at the moment, yeah, we're at 71. We've got, um, what, about three, two, two and a half weeks? Yeah, two and a half weeks to go. Um, if we were to supersede the, the Brighton one and get well over 100, well, it would be phenomenal. I, you know... If, if it stays at 71 we've got at the moment, I'll be more than pleased. If, it, if that number starts going up in, into three figures, then that'll be amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I actually stayed silent there because I thought you were going to make a little bet there. I think you were going to say, I'll, I'll sell something or I'll eat something. Or, <laughs> I was just waiting if nah. it gets over this number. But you held yourself nah. back, which is a shame because obviously this, this recording goes up for life. So. <laughs> that, 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 that was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it, 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 is, it is fantastic, and it's uh, it's one of those where the and, it, and it's worth pointing out when you say the last two London events have been disappointing, they've just been a bit quiet, haven't they? There's there's, there's been some yeah. good you know people there that make good connections, but actually just not enough 
and people me. for various reasons and we don't know if it's day of yeah. the week or location or you know yeah. January for example was one and January is a rubbish month to do anything in this country yeah. um, so, so there's various things but this is yeah. nothing like yeah, yeah we have tried the right combination of things I think so yeah we, we've we, we're trying a new location so I don't know if it's totally down to that or I don't I don't know um I'll probably start asking yeah, I think I think maybe I think it's just as Rift Half is is growing and growing so quickly. I just think that the word of mouth is is getting out there, you know. And obviously, once we put the pictures up of the Brighton one, people were sort of sitting up, taking notice, and thinking, "Wow, you know, if that amount of people are turning up, it's it's worth you know, it's worth coming along." So, um, I've heard a rumor that if you get over 150 people at the London one, Doctor Bones will personally fly over to the next one. <laughs> Uh yeah, I sure will. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this Bruce Moose. Yeah. I don't know where. But I mean, he might have to fly over in the luggage compartment. Yeah, yeah. He's in the right place, isn't he? You know. That's true. Works. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you work on the other end. So you can smuggle about. Yeah. Yeah, that's soft stealth then. Yeah. Okay, well, we have uh, the next song, and uh, uh, Ivan, you mentioned uh, her earlier. The next one up is Annika Brown with One Step at a Time. So give us a little bit of background on this one. Uh, I just love Annika's voice. Um, Annika's um, originally from Germany. Um, she's been over in um, the Brighton area for quite a while now. Um, she's uh, just putting the finishing touches to her second album. Um first album was called uh, Another Night at the Circus and uh, she's just uh, the second album we think is going to be out November November time and this next track is going to be uh, one of the tracks off that album um, as I say I love her voice um, went down and I saw her play a gig um, down in Brighton very recently and I had a lovely chat with her and uh, as I say uh, I love it and as I say I hope, uh, hope you guys do too right on so here we go with Annika Brown and One Step at a Time dig this
on Hanukkah Brown with one step at a time and you know what that was I really really liked your voice now I see why you picked her Ivan uh, like vocally she's awesome and it's so unique too and I, I honestly I really don't have a comparison for her and that's not a bad thing I mean she's definitely unique I mean great singer songwriter I could really enjoy that tune but the amazing thing is you're saying you don't have a comparison and my my alternative to that is to come up with about 10 because i'm like well it's a bit this bit that bit that <laughs> but you're right that's because there isn't one um it's amazing how we think in the same way <laughs> approach it obviously i'm sitting here going well it's a little bit portishead catatonia jefferson airplane fairfall convention <laughs> i don't know like there's so much that that could be like but actually do you know what it's it's like Hanukkah Brown. That's what it's like. It's not like anything else, and it's fantastic for that. I think it's beautiful. It's got a little bit of country. It's got a little bit of indie. It's got a little bit of rock and roll. It's just got so much in such a simple and beautiful song. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. Nice one for introducing me to that Ivan because that is absolutely awesome. Uh, and there's a good riff to have story behind it, as, as you were just saying as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, actually, the comment that's on um, on. Annika's uh, SoundCloud page pretty much sums up what both of you just said. It's a, a, a lovely little sentence. It says, uh, a genre-leaping tightrope walk between darkness and hope, which Ooh, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I really like that. And that really does, as I say, genre-leaping is, is absolutely spot on because, you said, as you were saying, with all those different potential um, people that there's little bits of there, um, yeah, and to say... Um, it's fantastic that say the, the video that she's shot for that and the video for her previous single which is called something's rotten um were both re direct results of um meetings that she made um at one of our rift half nights so um yeah as i say i'm going to do all i can to support what she's doing and um as i say get into as many of her gigs as i uh, as i possibly can right on so we're gonna get to she based? oh go ahead She's um she's in Lewis, so just just north of Brighton. Sorry, I, 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 there's yeah she, yeah she's in a town uh, called Lewis, so uh, she, yeah, which you know she's which is about eight miles north of Brighton. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, oh, she's Brighton. Okay, cool. I think there's a I think there's a slight delay, which is always the case in that uh, means that I start talking and then realise I'm interrupting you. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, but yeah, that's cool. Me. She's she's Brighton based. I'm definitely gonna go and check her out as well. Right on. Well, we're going to get to... No, Sorry, Bainesy, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. well, I've, I've been trying to say, but, you know. So, like I was trying to say, here we go uh, with uh, the last submission uh, by uh, Ivan uh, tonight uh, before we say goodbye. This one is called, uh, well, it's by an artist called Phil Anderson, and the song's called Charge. So, go ahead, Ivan, give us a little bit of background on this one. Uh, well, as I said, I've tried to mix it up, and Phil is a uh, an instrumental, he's a solo performer. He's known as the London guitarist. Um, British blues rock is how he describes his sound. Um, called Charged. 
All right, well, here we go with Phil Anderson and Charged. Dig this. Right on, Phil Anderson with Charge, and like I really, literally just tried to fish my tweed at the same time, <laughs> but um, I'm just fishing up now for the song. But this was a badass tune, man. They had like blues and jazz and funk and everything mixed in there. And there's there's one part with the with the horns and uh, kind of doing that right now, reminding me of Stevie Wonder and Superstition. Oh my god, what a comparison! You're so right. I didn't even think that. Yeah, I mean that 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 is spot on actually. That, that's a really really good tune. The guitar tone is beautiful. The the horn section was reminding me of um, uh, kind of a few of the tracks from the Blues Brothers original movie and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely, it's yeah, for sure. Real real vibe going on. But yeah, you're bang on with Stevie Wonder. It's <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, it's just uh, his music that makes you smile and as I've said a hundred times and we'll say a hundred times more that's that's all I want <laughs> if, if more people can make music that makes me smile I mean I say that we've got enough of it but but just keep going keep making music that makes me smile um, because this is just proper nice work it, it really is lovely um, yeah really really enjoyed it uh, how do you know him Ivan? 
Um, I actually first saw Phil um, when I went to, quite often the thing that happens, I think it's happened to you quite a bit as well, when you actually go to a gig to see someone in particular and someone else plays and you, you're unaware of and you think, oh, yeah. wow. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, I went to see a, a band um, that I had a connection with. Uh, this guy happened to be on the bill as well and it just blew me away. And um, as I say, and then um, he turned up at my last London networking evening, and uh, oh, I know you. Um, and then, um, and then he actually was came down from London, and uh, you know, we obviously he saw the sort of figures that we were get, um, potentially going to get for the Brighton one, and uh, came down to that one as well. So um, yeah, I mean, as I say, lovely chap. He, he calls himself um, Royal Blood Cream and Jeff Beck mixed together in a solo act. That's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, um, you can actually get that track, and I should have mentioned it's the same with Annika as well, that both of those tracks, if you sign up to their uh, mailing list, um, that you can get those as a free download. So that's the, the case with the, for that ch- uh, charge, the Phil Anderson track, and also One Step at a Time by Annika Brown. So if you sign up to their mailing list, you get that as a, as a free download. Right on. Well, next up we have uh, another new one by Mr. Happy Chainsaw, author of Mimi P. It's not my ball. This one's called Leaving Town. Dig this. Where do we start? Let's start at the beginning. After I saw her face, it was everything I was thinking. What did I do? You gave up everything It wasn't meant to be I was chasing something I was missing Chasing something I never
Mr. Happy Chainsaw with Leaving Town. Uh, really cool. I uh, kind of started throwing off metal, kind of getting down a little bit heavier, but a uh, good punk pop tune. I really enjoy the EP. Like, so uh, be sure to pick it up if you haven't picked it up already. Yeah, Mr. Happy Chainsaw are an amazing band for so many different reasons. They're an amazing band because they have really, really good t-shirts um, <laughs> that you and I both own. Um, they're an amazing band um, because they are... Um, quite seriously now working out uh, the logistics uh, with one in five of doing a little mini tour together which is obviously going to be amazing um, but they're mainly a really good band because they're a really fucking good band they write really good music and I absolutely love them um, that's a really cool tune because it's a little bit uh, slow is the wrong word but it's a little bit more mellow than some right. of the other tunes on the EP which breaks it up quite nicely it's actually tempo wise pretty much up there with the others but um just in terms of delivery and I suppose the, the longer changeovers between the, uh, uh, the verses and so on. Um, that's their ballad, if you will. But everything they write is fantastic. I cannot wait to uh, to see them and play with them uh, and everything else because they've just got so much energy and enthusiasm and love for what they do. And that's ultimately all I want to see <laughs> um, you know, in a live band. So. So that's going to do it for part one and a very extended part one, mind you. But that's all right. So we'll be back uh, as quick as we can, about five, ten minutes for part two. Till then, we'll be right back. Bones out. <laughs>